the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. How do we keep a school like uh, this school, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Broward County, Florida, safe? How do we keep Sandy Hook safe? How do we keep Columbine safe? How do we keep your son or daughter's school safe? And when I saw the rage and the anger last night on social media, a lot of it directed against the NRA, a lot of it directed against President Trump, Republicans. I mean, it just it, it's, it's fascinating to me, and it's a little stunning how quickly the blame is laid at the doorstep of, of those of us who defend the Second Amendment, who defend responsible gun laws. We understand the need for responsibility. We ought to be responsible. This, this demands a responsible response. It also hit me that the people who are angry, who don't like seeing this kind of slaughter, we ought to be unified, regardless of what we think about the issue of guns, in trying to figure out ways to prevent another catastrophe like this from happening. Paul McQuillan is the upstate coordinator for New Yorkers Against Gun Violence. The mission of New Yorkers Against Gun Violence is to reduce gun violence through legislative advocacy and education designed to encourage action, influence public opinion, and lead to policy change. So I'm grateful that Paul took uh, time out of his day to join us today here on the Mike Gallagher Show. Hey, Paul, thanks very much for coming on. How are you? I'm good, Mike. Thank you. How are you? I'm fine. Of course, I'm, I'm saddened and I'm angry like everybody else. We're, we're reacting to this horrific mass shooting. And I thought it would be instructive to have a voice like yours on my show. You know that I'm, like, like many Americans, pro-Second Amendment. I, I want to defend the right to keep and bear arms. Um, I, I don't believe that, that gun control laws w- with any specificity prevent these kinds of things for evil people from from occurring from from committing these kinds of acts but i want to be respectful and mindful of a voice like yours and a group like new yorkers against gun violence to help me understand with again with specificity paul what kind of laws do you think could be enacted that would prevent these kinds of mass shootings in other words rather than talking sort of lofty terms about gun violence in sort of a you know sort of a vague way can we can we talk about specificity and what you think we should be doing that we're not doing oh certainly mike but first first of all let me clarify one thing i'm not anti-second amendment mm-hmm. new yorkers against gun violence is not anti-second amendment mm-hmm. we understand what the second amendment provides we understand the restrictions we also understand the supreme court decision in dc versus heller Right. That says the right to keep and bear arms is not an unlimited right, and that with that right comes uh, responsibility. Sure. And some of those responsibilities are to keep your guns safe away from those who should not have access to those guns. Right. So, yes, there are, there are common sense, uh, reasonable gun laws, gun, uh, gun legislation that could be enacted. 
that would help uh, keep guns from those who shouldn't have them. For example, what, what, based on what we know thus far about this 19-year-old, there's a lot we don't know, of course, uh, but but let's let's go through what, what you think could be, again, with specificity, a law that can prevent an evil 19-year-old from trying to slaughter as many people as he could in a high school in Florida. Well, here's, here's a couple of things that jump off, off the page real quickly. One is we have to limit access to assault weapons. Uh, assault weapons were designed for use by the military to kill as many people in as short a period of time as possible. They were not designed for civilian use. So one of those things we have to do, and we don't know whether or not uh, this individual had a uh, high-capacity magazine uh, with his assault weapon. Mm-hmm. So uh, reasonable gun laws would restrict access to uh, high-capacity magazines and assault weapons, such as the New York Safe Act and Acts. Uh, also in New York State, we're, uh, we're pushing for a law called the Extreme Risk Protection Order, which would prevent an individual or keep an individual such as uh, engaged in the uh, the Parkland shooting mm-hmm. from, uh, from possessing a gun. Uh, individuals most often exhibit signs of mental, mental distress, uh, right. social anxiety. Uh, he obviously had, had used social media and, and uh, um, was, uh, was uh, venting his anger and rage on social media, demonstrating his guns. His, sure. his, fellow, his fellow students were concerned, his parents were concerned, or his I guess adoptive parents were concerned that uh, that he was acting out, and they called the police. Right. Well, if we had had laws such as the ERPO law, the Extreme Risk Protection Order, the parents could have called the police, and the police could have been involved, and they could have gotten yeah. court orders. Let's go. Let's go back. The- let's go back for a moment, though, because obviously the first thing you suggested was limiting access to assault weapons, and of course the the immediate question that comes to my mind is define assault weapon. What 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 do you characterize? As an assault weapon, is it specifically an AR-15? Are there other other types of what you call assault weapons that you'd like to well, see I, access uh, limited access? Well, first of all, assault weapon, an AR-15, AK-47, that it, it serves no social purpose. It's not a hunting gun. It, it's not useful for uh, for target shooting. Um, so really, it, it, it's main use is, is for and, and it's becoming more and more predominant. In, so in so you're you're okay with, with more access then or open access for guns that you guys deem would be uh, appropriate for target practice or for hunting, but not something like an AR-15? I don't think an AR-15 or an AK-47 or a, uh, those, those types of guns with high-capacity magazines have any place in Right, and, uh, the, but but Paul, you but you appreciate people who say, "Well, wait a minute, uh, you know, you, you how many bullets are you allowed to have in a magazine? You certainly can shoot varmints with an AR-15. You certainly can take the the an AR-15 to the range. I mean, for people who again, uh, you know, em, embrace the idea of gun ownership, and and I'm not saying this to be disrespectful because I know you're mindful of this. What you're saying doesn't doesn't click for them. They, they that doesn't make any sense because you're saying, well, I don't think an AR-15 has any place. There are many people who don't think a handgun has any place in somebody's household or a shotgun or a rifle. So how do we discern, Paul? Where do we where 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 do we draw the line as to what is it should be uh, again accessible to gun owners and what guns are not? Well, I, th- I think one of the things we have to do is we have to start funding gun violence research. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think gun violence research research would open up a whole panorama 
of what's going on sure. in the world with guns. Sure. I think that the restrictions that Congress has imposed on gun violence research is, is all it does is it circumvents any reasonable study of, of the causes and effects and the after effects mm-hmm. of what goes on in, in, in gun violence and in the shooters' heads prior to and after. Sure. And, and we have to start thinking that, that that the Supreme Court has already indicated that uh, it has no problems with handguns in the home for self-defense. That is what the Supreme Court held in D.C. versus Heller. Right. So we have, we have no problems with, with shotguns or rifles. We have no problems with handguns um, properly registered, properly uh, maintained, properly secured. We don't want to take away anybody's fundamental rights. We just we just want reasonable laws that all of us can respect and honor and obey. Paul McQuillan is with us. He's the upstate coordinator for New Yorkers Against Gun Violence. You know, and, and uh, you know, this is the kind of meaningful dialogue we ought to have. I, I don't appreciate the, 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 the vicious attacks that we see people immediately go to, and I'm not, I'm not accusing your group or you of this, but, man, you saw it, I'm sure, last night on social media. The NRA is public enemy number one. To, to so many people who don't have the same worldview, the NRA, I mean, even your your site, I, I was looking at your Twitter account, and uh, I think you had a image on Valentine's Day of uh, Happy Valentine's Day, let's break the NRA's heart or something like that. I mean, uh, well, I, I don't believe that was New Yorkers against gun violence. I don't believe. Uh, I, I can, I can double check, but, but help me understand that, that sort of... Uh, that that immediate that instinctive demonizing of uh, of people who, who here's what here's what your yeah your New Yorkers against gun violence I'm looking at your the, the uh, on your Twitter page the top of the page you got a big image of a broken heart and the message from New Yorkers against gun violence help us break the heart of the NRA today for Valentine's Day stop concealed carry reciprocity so that was a tweet and it looks like this was actually tweeted out before the shooting yesterday. And again, well, I mean, I'm not, and I'm not trying to hold you accountable for your tweets on the group. You, but, but you understand I what? Mean, go ahead. I, I understand, but let, let me make two observations quickly. Um, the concealed carry reciprocity is one of our major priorities. It's sure. also the NRA's major priority this year in in, in Congress. Yep. It's already passed the House of Representatives. It's eight votes short of a re, of a majority in the Senate. So our number one goal is to prevent uh, concealed carry reciprocity. We're doing what we can. To do that, we see the NRA uh, as uh, uh, holding holding the Congress uh, hostage uh, with its donations. I mean, if you look at see, but that's the thing, but Paul, this is what I don't understand: holding them hostage. The 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 NRA is obviously a pro Second Amendment, pro gun ownership lobbying organization that millions of Americans who are listening to you right now belong to and, and you, you you guys use rhetoric like this and it's like wait a minute why, why do you demonize the nra this way I, I i honestly don't get it when people like paul ryan and mitch mcconnell and uh joni Ernst get six million dollars mm-hmm. from the nra when the nra is getting much money from the russians to fund the, the donald trump campaign then we take offense because now it's dirty money we're not playing according to the rules oh, well, there's and, a lot of anti-gun so people now, who are funding Democrats? How many anti? How many? How many millions of dollars has the Brady? You know, has the the, the Brady Group uh, raised to to fund anti-gun Democrats? And you're saying anti-gun again? We're not anti-gun. We're well, you know what I mean. Anti-Second Amendment or or or, or, or more gun control. More gun control. 
you know. But I don't even say gun control anymore. We call it gun violence awareness, gun violence protection, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you can't control some. There's 300 million of them in this country. Right. So what's the ta- what's the takeaway from yesterday as we hear these headlines? And incidentally, we're awaiting uh, an update from Florida on the school shooting and also from the president who's going to address the nation. We'll carry it here on the Mike Gallagher Show. What do you believe? Because obviously res- gun reciprocity is a different issue altogether from what happened right. yesterday. What do we do about yesterday? And what do you think? What do you think from your perspective, Paul, uh, is, is, is a step in the right direction? Well, you know, Mike, if people like you and I were in Congress and we could sit down and talk about things, maybe something could be done. <laughs> but when people set their, their feet in stone and refuse to move, yeah. um, that, that doesn't accomplish anything. I agree. But the, the fact of the matter is it's, we, maybe we couldn't have stopped this individual from doing what he did, but maybe we can stop a lot of others. And maybe we could have stopped this individual if his mother had had the authority to call the police and get the courts involved in this young man. Well, how does his mother not have the authority to call? Anybody could have called the police. In fact, one of the great questions and mysteries is how the FBI, according to BuzzFeed, was literally notified about this guy uh, months and months ago where he said, I'm going to be a professional school shooter, and, uh, and apparently it was in their hands. And, and and guess what? And, and then they're going to say, well, that's his First Amendment right. He's got the First Amendment right to make statements like that. Yeah, yeah. They are. Sure. Or is, is sure. Well, that's and it's one, another one of those tough, tough issues that you got. You try to figure out how to how to wade through this. But I'm with you, Paul, and I want you to know that even though we don't share the same worldview about 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 this particular, you know, the issue of of gun violence and what to do about it. We have to listen to each other. We ought to be talking about solutions, and we oughtn't because all of us, all of us as Americans, regardless of where we stand on the issue of guns and gun violence in America, are are mortified and sickened and anguished by what happened yesterday. And we have to remember that when I see people lashing out and saying dreadful things about Republicans or the NRA, I'm trying to remind myself that the, that those people are just as angry and hurt and and saddened and uh, and 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 torn up by this shooting as as the rest of us and it's important to have a dialogue it's the only way we're going to get anything done you know we we don't know but i'm, I'm sure that uh, some of the families that were impacted by the gun violence in in florida yesterday some of them might have been families of nra members some of them might have been gun owners who uh who, who are nra members sure. who are still gun owners sure so you know, I mean, the concern and, and the, the problem we have is, is that it's time, it's time to talk. Right. You know, the, they say, well, it's, it's, it's not time to talk. Well, 1999 was the time to talk when Columbine happened. Well, we could have started intervening with our youth and doing things to, to, uh, well, Paul, I'm, I'm up against the club, but I don't think there's any shortage of talking right now. And that's what we've done. And I appreciate you talking with us here on the Mike Gallagher show. I appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule. Well, Mike, you've got my phone number. I'm more than willing to talk to you and anybody else anytime because reasonable gun laws can help us all. I appreciate your your uh, your time, Paul. Thank you. Thanks for uh, joining us here on the Mike Gallagher Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.